Yes people, how are you all doing? I hope you're all doing really well. Welcome back to Process, a podcast with myself, Brendan Pearson. So today we are in for the final solo podcast of 2020. Now, this one didn't go down according to to plan. I already recorded this earlier in the day. I was really happy with it. Uh, Put a really good podcast out and it went to pot and Apple decided to delete the audio. However, we are back. This is going to be a podcast based around a little bit what I've just talked about. It's going to be a little reflection on 2020, on the year. It mainly, I think I'm going to name the podcast 10 Things That I've Learned This Year. I think it's always good to reflect on things and think about what you've learned throughout the year. So if you yourself haven't done already, have a little think. You can also learn from the good and the bad and then take it into the next year. So point number one is going to be pretty much about what's happened today. So I've called it Life Doesn't Go to plan. First of all, be prepared, but also chill out if it doesn't go to plan. So, like I just said, my podcast today, I was really happy with it. First of all, initially, I actually had a podcast guest planned, but that didn't go to plan because of I think it was Wi-Fi issues or whatever it was. So it didn't go to plan. So I said to myself, you know what? I'm still gonna record a podcast today, no matter what, and I'm just gonna pause this podcast right now because I'm scared that it isn't recording properly. So give me a second. Right, we're back on and it's absolutely fine. So yeah, life doesn't always go to plan. I was meant to have a podcast with a guest. Then for whatever reason, it didn't happen. And then I recorded a solo podcast because I said to myself at the start of the day, you know what, I'm going to get this solo podcast. I'm going to get a podcast done today because each week I need to do at least one. If there's no guest, I'm going to do a solo one. And then recorded the solo one and... Apple decided to delete the thing. I was on the phone to Apple for two hours and they said it was just an error in the system, not my fault, which was annoying. But anyway, back to the point. 2020 has been one of those years. Obviously, nobody expected COVID, nobody expected lockdown or anything like that. And if you're a business owner, um, entrepreneur, or in fact, anybody in general, nobody expected this to happen and probably didn't have a plan in place because nobody had a COVID procedure previous to what's just happened obviously last March time whenever it was nobody had anything in place for furloughs or businesses shutting down because of a virus it wasn't a thing nobody was prepared for this so I think people are going to be a lot more open-minded minded to things now because of this but me personally I know that if things don't go to plan like what happened there's going to be periods where like, yes you're going to be frustrated you're going to be angry annoyed maybe scared anxious because you don't it's the unknown you don't know what's going to happen but first of all it's how you react from it get your anger out the way get your frustration let it be short term i let my anger i literally stormed out of this room went downstairs hit the floor sat on my, with my head in my hands for a bit and like right what can you do about it and now i'm i'm here it's a few hours later i've calmed myself down and i'm back recording the podcast so you can maybe take that into your own context have that time to be angry, be frustrated, but put a plan in place. Like It's how you react to things. It's how you adapt to things. If successful people didn't have any sort of hurdle to go through, if life was that easy, everybody would be successful. People who are successful have hurdles to come over. They have ups and downs. They have really low times, and then they rebound and come back, back through it stronger. So have a think about that. Um, maybe you've, you've had a time during your year where 
maybe, well, for example, the COVID thing, you might have had to work from home, which is something that you need to adapt to. Maybe you lost a lot of employees. Maybe you had to you give redundancies out to some of your your friends in the business, people who you actually would consider friends. You might have to actually sack them and get rid of them because of COVID, because you, excuse me, because you don't have the money and the funds for it. There's been a lot of scenarios that, <clears throat> excuse me, my voice is absolutely gone. But yeah, there would have been scenarios like that that would have happened and things wouldn't go to plan. And then there's also the context of things might not go perfect. For example, my voice is just cracked and stuff and things might not go perfectly to plan. But what's the point in getting disheartened because it's happened about what's the point in getting frustrated because it's happened. You can only control what happens in the future now. You can only control how you react to things. Maybe sometimes you need to take a step back reevaluate right what just happened is it something that i could have control right what things do i need to put in place so that doesn't happen again right if it wasn't in my control what can i do to best prevent that happening again even if it wasn't in my control again what can i do now moving forward to make it better make the situation better and get back on track so that's point number one probably 2020 2020 sorry I hope I said 2020 before, not 2012. That's 2020, probably summed up in a T. Things that's not going to plan. Be prepared for anything now. And if something bad does happen, chill, take a minute, compose yourself, and then think, reevaluate what can I do now moving forward to make this better. Point number two start shit. I've literally just put start shit. Just do stuff, whatever you have in your mind, go and do it. At the start of this year, I said to myself, right, I want to start a YouTube channel. I started it. Might not have been great to start with. Might have been bad quality. I think I started using, and um, I started editing on my girlfriend's iPad on an app called InShot, which people might use for like Instagram videos and videos on the phone. I still use it for stuff like that on my phone, but for YouTube, I was using that. So I had to download it. Things weren't in time when I set music on it. I had to screen record stuff from YouTube for music, put it onto the app. And then even when I downloaded the video at the end, it would take, well, first of all, it would take about two hours to download at the end. But then when it downloaded, the music was never on time. And it took me so many times to try and get it right because it just didn't download right. And then I was filming with a camera that didn't auto-focus. So when you moved around, it wouldn't focus in on you. It would just move around with you. That's how I started that. And then obviously things with the podcast, it was something during lockdown where... I just said to myself, like, this is something that I've always had a passion for. I've always loved listening to podcasts. I listened to podcasts probably like three or four years previously. And I love talking to people. I love looking into successful people's minds. I love voicing my opinion through these solo podcasts. So maybe this is the platform. And you know what it came? It was a thing that came to my head. I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to go and do it. I'm going to message a few guests, people who I've never spoke to, maybe one or two who I have before, get, get them on. Just go for it. I didn't know if I was going to be any good. Didn't know if people were going to say yes to it. I didn't know how it was going to be, but it was one thing that I learned. Just just do stuff, even if it's rubbish to start with. It'll end up kicking on. Once you once you start something, the hardest thing that like they always say, the hardest thing to do is to start something. So once you start it, things just start happening. It snowballs into one thing, and one good thing might lead to another thing. So, for example, for me, my podcast, I might start one podcast might go really well with a guest. He might then tell another guest and he can come on my podcast or she might come on my podcast and then it just snowballs into one thing into another and good things do come when you start stuff. You either learn from mistakes or you push on from your successes, one or the other. So point number two is make sure that you start something. 
whatever passion you have, whatever it is, if it comes to mind and you think, God, you know what, I want to start that, go and start it. Doesn't matter what people think of you, doesn't matter if you get judged off people, doesn't matter if people take the piss out of you, doesn't matter if you don't have the financial budget for it to be Hollywood quality videos or whatever it is, just start with what you got and you'll build up to it. People will support you if they can see the passion in you and if you've got a good group of friends, which is one of my points, which I'll move on to later down the line, if you've got a good group, group of people around you, they will, they will support you, they'll look at what you've done, they'll give you the positives, they'll also give you some negatives like constructive criticism they won't bring you down they'll give you advice on things and you'll just kick on from there so if you are someone who's listened to the podcast and there's something that you've always wanted to start maybe it's your pt qualification oh i've always wanted to be a ptr i've had a passion i'd love to help people go and do it try it out it might not be for you at the end of the day but once you qualify and once you do it you you'll realize then you don't want to be waiting 5 10 15 years down the line looking back thinking you know what i I wish I started that then, or I wish I gave it a go. Like, there's nothing worse than having that regret in your mind, thinking, what could have happened? What What if? What if? You're not going to get anywhere if you, if you have that sort of mentality in life. What if this? What if that? Just go and do something, and then at least you know you gave it your all. You gave it a shot. If it works out, great. If it doesn't, you learn from it. So don't have any regrets. Just start stuff, get stuff done, and you'll be a stronger person from from starting stuff and getting over that anxiety and that fear of getting out your comfort zone which again is another point so I shouldn't be saying that anyway point number three is going to be see the positive in every situation now again probably links back to the first point about how things don't always go to plan in life with lockdown for example we'll go straight into the lockdown scenario you're in isolation you can't leave your house you're working from home what are the positives in that scenario? You save money on petrol. There's a positive. You can maybe, you probably save like an hour's driving or maybe two hours driving, depending on how far away you, you live away from work. You get to spend a little bit more time with your family. Maybe you can get your nutrition on point because you're at home and there's no excuse for you to not cook home-cooked meals because normally if you're out and about a lot, you might have to grab and go stuff. You might have to meal prep on a Sunday for your full week, but now you've got the opportunity to, to prep your own food make fresh meals at home. Maybe you can get a better training regime. I know you don't have the gym, however, you might have an extra half an hour laying in the morning and then you can go to bed half an hour. So that's an hour already in your day where you can put towards your workout. Um, there's plenty of other things that you can obviously think of. That's just the lockdown scenario if you're working from home, but whatever it is, you see your business is struggling and you don't have a lot of, a lot of money coming in. Maybe it's a time to, to really flip the switch and think, you know what, I need, to, I need to think of something here. It might spark something in you. Any sort of negative scenario might spark something. And if you've got that passion and that drive for something, you'll make it work. So whatever negative situation it is, think positively. What can I do in this situation? How can I get out of it? What what positive, what good things can I work on? Which otherwise, if this didn't happen, I could go on, I can go and do now. So posit being this positive, having that positive mindset in general will massively, massively help you in all aspects of life you probably end up finding that there's people who probably gravitate towards you when you're that positive if you've got that positive personality positive body language people are gonna gonna want to be around you you're gonna you're gonna like i said before bring in people and get people surrounding you who who look up to you and be you know what i want to be around that guy because he's positive and he's going to bring me 
he's going to lift me up when maybe I'm in a bad situation. So plenty of positives for being positive. So just just being just all in all, try and be the best you can. Yes, you're going to have times that you ain't positive and it's hard to be positive. It's really, really tough to be positive and negative, negative, sad, um, depressing. Don't like using that word too much, but really bad situations. It is hard to be as positive as possible, but give it some time, take a step back, give yourself some thought and you'll end up finding something positive and kicking on from there. So blab it on that point a little bit. Anyway, point number four, mentioned it before, look at your circle. So your circle of friends who you surround yourself with, they will massively, massively influence your your success, your mindset, your your daily routine, everything. So that's what I found. I found the last year that I've been surrounding myself more with people who are on the same journey, especially, well, most of them are now in the fitness industry, um, whether the personal trainers, online coaches, doing YouTube, um, even doing photography, anything like that. If you look at your circle, the people who are in you, or around you, sorry, they should be all sim- similar mindset, similar motivation, similar sort of outlook on life. Yes, you're going to have one or two friends who maybe aren't, but even then one or two friends should still bring something positive to the table in your life. Now, people are probably listening thinking, but I've got these mates from, from when I was at school. We were friends for like 10 years. We grew up together and stuff. Yes, you, you're going to have them friends. However, as sad as it is, they are probably not going to be in your life for too much longer. Or you're not going to have that same relationship because one, you're a different person. You're a complete different person to, to who you were five years ago, to who you were 10 years ago, to who you were when you were at school. They say that all your cells in your body and stuff change every seven years. So pretty much every seven years, you are a complete different person. And I can say that for myself. I'm even a complete different person to who I was two years ago, never mind seven years ago. Like, that's my girlfriend. We've been together two and a half years. I'm a complete different person to the one that she first met. She, I don't know if she's complaining for it or not. I know it's good or bad, but I know I'm completely different. My mindset's different. My outlook on life is different. I've maybe dropped the ego. Coming from a fe- like a professional footballer background, there's so many egos, and being that professional footballer, having that name tag does give you that that ego. You've got to drop that eventually, and I think you'll learn through time too. And I know I've learned to drop it quite a bit. But... Yeah, the people you surround yourself with will massively, massively influence who you are. And if you're still hanging around with those people from school, maybe you need to have a look at your yourself and think, are they actually benefiting me in what I want to do in life? Are they pushing me? Are they telling me when I'm not doing stuff? Are they supporting me? Are they taking the piss out of me? Or are they actually trying to help me um, in in whatever passion and whatever career I want to, want to push for? So have a look. If they're not building you up and helping you, supporting you and making you want to do better, then maybe have a little think. Point number five, try not to compare yourself to others. This is one that I'm still working on. And the last year, I think because of the fact that we've been in lockdown isolation, I've spent more time on social media, obviously trying to push my business uh, on social media. It's easy to get into the habit of scrolling through it all the time and looking at these influencers and successful businessmen, personal trainers, obviously in my my world, who are maybe spending the summer in Ibiza, living the life, thinking, I'm thinking, how how are they doing that? Why, what am I doing wrong to not 
doing what they're doing, living the life. I'm sat here in isolation in rainy, cold England, not being able to do anything, but they're living the life and they're only a few years older than me or maybe they're the same age as me and they're doing this, that and the other. But what you've got to remember is one, everybody is on a different path. Everybody's dealt different cards and not everybody is, has been doing it for as long as the successful people have. I guarantee the successful people have their own journey, their own story. Yes, there's going to be a few people who do get a little bit lucky, but most of the time they're gonna they would have grinded, they would have put the hours in, put the years in, and a lot of that they don't show on social media because social media is just the highlights reel. And secondly, I can't remember what I was saying now. That point number one is uh, everyone's on a different path, and then point number two would be just focus on yourself and what you can do because sometimes the people who have, have, have maybe doing all the crazy things. Maybe they their life isn't actually so good, as good as you think it is. Some people might put it all on social media, might make it look like they're living this lifestyle. And for example, in the personal training industry, they've got a million clients and they're all smashing it and blah, blah, blah. But really, they might be suffering. They might not be having that good time. They might be on the brink of, God knows what, being um, in debt, anything. There could be, anything could happen. So don't always judge social media. Um, for who people actually are. And like I said before, focus on yourself, focus what you can do because you've been dealt different cards. You might only have been in the game for two or three years, whereas somebody else might have been in it for 10, 15 years. You cannot compare yourself to, to that same person because you have been on two completely different paths and they've got years of experience. Maybe 10 years time, you could be above and beyond them, but you, you're comparing yourself now when you've only been in the game two or three years, to someone who's who's had years of experience, who probably maybe at your age wasn't doing as good. So you never know. You can never, never, ever judge people. And I think if you do judge people too much and have a look and compare yourself too much to to these people who are really successful, it can bring you down. It can knock your confidence massively because you think you, you get yourself in a rut thinking, why aren't I doing like that? Like I'm working so hard on what I'm doing right now, but I'm not at that level. What am I doing wrong to, to not be at that level? Um, so it is it is hard to take that step back and think, right, where am I? How long have I been doing this? What am I doing now that can get me to that level? And just be realistic with yourself. But you, you should still compare yourself in a sense to some people. I'm not saying don't have that edge of competitiveness. 100% you need to have that. If you have a, a passion or anything for something, you're going to want to be the best in that industry. So do look at the successful people and see what they are doing, which is going to be one of my later points. So I'll not go into too much detail about it, but look at what they're doing and look at how what they are doing to be so successful. Think how are they being, how are they doing what they're doing and what little methods and stuff are they putting in place to be successful. But do not compare yourself to anybody but your own journey. Focus on yourself and that's the best thing. If you're happy on your journey and you're enjoying the process, which is a big thing that I always talk about, if you're enjoying your process and you know that you're doing everything you possibly can, then that's it. Just keep doing what you're doing. Focus on yourself and don't compare yourself to others. So point number six, step out of your comfort zone. Something, again, that I've learned massively this year and I think a lot of people are stuck in their comfort zone. The people who, who stay in their comfort zone because, well, first of all, we're humans. We are designed to stay in our comfort zone. It's in our human nature to stay in 
a zone where we're, where we're happy, where we're warm, where we have food, where we're comfortable. And any time that we try and push out of that comfort zone, it's seen as dangerous, it's seen as, seen as life-threatening. So it's, it is natural to, to not want to do that. However, people who are successful, people who do have that, that mindset, they're the ones who jump out of that comfort zone and, and push nearly every single day or as often as they possibly can. Anytime they see an opportunity to get out of their comfort zone and progress forward, they do it. So for example, for myself, I know when there's anything that I get nervous or anxious for, I know that I need to go and do it. For example, a podcast. If anybody listened to my podcast with Josh Bridgman, you've seen right at the start of the podcast, I butchered his name, Josh Bridgman. I said Josh Bridgman. I mean, like simple things like that. I was I was pretty nervous for that podcast before beforehand. However, I knew that I needed to do it. I get I get nervous for pretty much all my podcasts. I get nervous for all my pretty much all my football matches. But I know those nerves are just because I care about what I do. And when I get those nerves, I know that I need to go out there and do it because. There's nothing worse than getting yourself built up for something and getting so anxious for it and then it getting cancelled, in my opinion. Some people might be relieved, but in my head, I'm like, I want to go and do that now because I, I had all them them feelings and the emotions built up inside of me. And now for it to be taken away, it's it's as if I'm dissatisfied and I've, I haven't accomplished what I wanted to accomplish. But when you go and do it, the endorphin release afterwards and the buzz that you get from realising, you know what, I was terrified for that thing beforehand, but I went and done it. And now I'm going to push on. I'm going to I'm going to keep on stepping outside your comfort zone. And the more that you can, more that you can step outside it, the more the more consistently you actually are going to progress, and more consistently you're going to do things that you didn't think you could do before. So once you do it that one time, it's going to lead to two times, and that two times will probably lead to four times. And if you keep on doing that, trust me, you will see success. So next time there's a situation that you're scared of, whether it be a meeting. Whether it be like talking to a girl, if if you get terrified for that, whether it be a football match, going out and playing for against a big team, whatever it is, go and do it and just have that mindset. You're like, you know what? If I go and do this, I'm gonna feel so good for it, and I'm gonna build so much character in myself for going to do this. So always, always push to step outside your comfort zone, no matter what you might think people say. Say for example, YouTube. If you've always wanted to start a YouTube channel, but you're scared of going in front of the camera, you're scared of what people think, just go and fucking do it. Don't care about what anybody, any other person's emotions towards that, anybody who's going to take the mick out of you. Like I said before, anybody who takes the piss, they don't want to get them out of your life. You just want the most positive people you can possibly get in your life to support you. And who cares? If you mess up, if your first video is rubbish, your second one will be better. Simple. You're not going to do the same shit video twice, are you? Let's be honest. Like Nobody's going to put a video out and then the next one's going to be even worse. Like you're going to learn from it. You're going to be like, look, I look back at that video. That wasn't that good. That was all right. I'm going to take what he does and I'm going to put it in my next video and this one's going to be better. So go and prove people wrong and step outside your comfort zone. Point number seven, learn from others. I mentioned it before, any successful person, there's reasons why they're successful. For me, I look at successful entrepreneurs, PTs, online coaches and podcasters for example I, I look and, and I look and listen at what they're doing and think right they're doing that consistently I'm going to take a little bit of that and put it into my podcast my Instagram my YouTube oh I like that I'm going to steal that thing but they're cons look at the things that they're consistently doing for example in terms of social media the successful people are consistently putting out content but it's consistently at a certain quality maybe they're saying certain things 
for example. There's a lot of people that are on Instagram stories, online coaches who are consistently putting transformation photos out, consistently giving shout outs to the client, consistently putting the client wins on the story just as evidence to say, you know what, I know what I'm doing, this is my job, my clients are happy, I'm producing results. So I'm gonna do the exact same thing. I literally, a lot of the time, I do copy what other people do. As silly as it sounds, like starting a podcast, I'm, I am technically copying someone. I try and put my own spit on it, but I am just copying someone else in the industry who's done something well, but just adapt it and make it your own slightly. Don't full on copy and paste whatever someone's doing. Take bits of it, adapt it, make it your own, put your own spit on it, and then put it out. Because I think that's what, like there's only so many spins on things you can do. So most, a lot of people are just copying each other in a sense in the fitness industry, in business, in whatever it is, advertising-wise, um, social media, whatever it is, a lot of people are doing the same thing. It's like how many different types of like branding and how many different types of clothing can you make? Like things between, like in terms of the fitness industry, Gymshark and Alphalete, the clothing's probably not massively different. It's how they brand it, it's how they advertise it, it's all that extra stuff. The main nitty gritty stuff, the clothing's probably not too dissimilar. Yes, there's probably little tiny details. Gymshark's really good quality, yes, but their main thing is how they advertise it, the athletes they have, how they publicize it, and then maybe their own little spin in terms of the embroidery and all that sort of stuff. Like Little tiny details is what's, what's gonna make the difference. So look at all the successful people, whoever you aspire to be similar to, take what they do and put your own spin on it. Point number eight, routines and discipline will help your mental health. Now, with isolation, lockdown, people being at home, not being in their usual routine. One thing that I personally found is my mental health struggled. I suffered a lot when I didn't keep my routine. I didn't keep my discipline. And when it when I lost it, that was, it was, you can get into some dark places, but it's so easy to pick back up. For me, my morning routine is massive. If I don't do my morning routine, get up, as soon as my alarm goes off, get up straight away, obviously drink a little bit of water, get hydrated, go to the toilet, do all that sort of stuff. But then cold shower, I always, I hate that feeling before cold shower. I've mentioned it in podcasts before, I literally look up at the cold shower and think, fuck, and then turn it on, just, just get it done. I know as soon as I do that, as much as I don't want to do it, as much as I hate it in the moment, I'm going to feel so much better, I'm going to feel awake, I'm going to feel more alive and alert. Excuse me, second time that's happened. I'm going to feel more alert and better for the day. Next, I go and sit down and write in my diary three, three things I'm grateful of and then a little quote, whatever the hell I want to put down. Something just to like, um, motivate me or whatever it is, or like a few things I need to do for the day. I know if I don't do that, I'm not setting myself up right. And then there's sometimes I go for a walk, listen to a podcast. Sometimes I do some mobility. Sometimes I have to drive to work, listen to a podcast. Little things, whatever's going to get me going. But I know the times where I lose that routine and my training starts to slack, my nutrition starts to slack. That's when my mental health suffers because once one thing goes bad, it's just a, it's like a reverse snowball effect. Things keep getting worse and worse. But then if you put things right and your routine is right and you're consistently doing the things that, that that scare you, getting out of your comfort zone. If you're consistently doing that, that's going to build momentum the other way rather than in the reverse. So for anybody who is maybe struggling with mental health, struggling with working from home, struggling with, with without that social interaction, which I've found that I miss quite a lot during the isolation and at the minute obviously not being able to see my friends as much going out, which I miss that. I, I, I kind of strive off that socialising and meeting new people and talking to people 
and getting building that relationship with people. Without that, and when you're stuck isolated on your own, you need to find different ways to keep your mental health sane. And I think keeping yourself busy, finding finding things to do that stop you from thinking too much, stop giving you that time to think, right, I'm sat here in my house, I can't go and see anybody, I don't know what to do with myself, oh, I'll just go and have a beer, or oh, I'll just go and eat that cake that's in the in the fridge, whatever it is. Stops you from thinking about that. Keep a routine, get a good disciplined routine, and your mental health will massively, massively progress. So morning routines are massive. Set your day up properly. If you start your day right, most most likely the rest of your day is going to be good. But have routines. If it's you're working from home and you've got a set amount of tasks to do, write them down, put them on a whiteboard and tick them off as you go. It also increases productivity, which I think is something that I've, I've talked about on a podcast previously. Stop procrastinating, write things down, tick them off as you go, have a routine, stick to it daily and you'll you'll be so much more productive and your mental health will be so much better, which I think is how a lot of people get stuck in in ruts, looking at football, looking at footballers who are coming out of the full-time game professionally. It's something they've done their whole life. They have that routine. They've had that routine in place. It's had. It's almost been set for them. Like you're in in the morning, you have your breakfast, you're chilling for a little bit, talking to the lads. You're going into the physio room, gym, prehabbing, doing your stretching, doing whatever, going out. You have your routine, training, food, gym, home, nap, whatever it is. Your routine's there. When when we lose that routine, when we step out of the game, we don't have anybody who's telling us what to do, and we're just like. Like, what do I what do I do now? Like usually, it's wrote on a board. What I need to do now, I need to kind of do that myself. And people struggle to develop their own self discipline. They might be great when that they had their own discipline when somebody else is telling them what to do, but when you're on your own, you've got to do it yourself. It's so hard to find that routine. And again, it doesn't just have to be in football. It can be in business. It could be working from home. It could be anything. But when people don't have that that routine instilled in them, that's when they really suffer. And Trying to build your own self-discipline and your own routine can massively help your mental health. So final two points now. Point number nine, passion will do crazy things to you. So the last year, my passion and my drive for what I do has increased massively. I've found something I'm passionate for, the podcast, helping people out, not just with one-to-one personal training, but online coaching. That motivates me a lot when I see my clients' transformations, when I'm getting check-ins from them, and they're saying how great they're feeling, how much the routine's changed, and how, how physically they feel so much better and mentally they feel so, so better. That drives me. And I think the more you go down the journey of, of your passion, the more the passion grows, and you realise the more that you can affect other people and the more of a kind of audience, the higher up that you go, the more of an impact you can you can have on not just people's lives, but whatever your goal is, the more of an impact you can have on it. And yeah, if you if you're someone who's stuck in a in a in a job in a place where you you don't enjoy what you're doing, you don't have passion for it, you don't have motivation, and there's maybe an opportunity for you to step out of it and go and do something that you have a passion for, even if it's for example a sacrifice of money, or you know you're gonna have to work a little bit extra hours, whatever it is, go and do it. I'm not saying go and quit your job now and go and focus on your passion. No, no. Obviously, you need money coming in. You need to have a life. You need to have that that sort of stable income, platform, whatever it is, to be able to go and pursue your passion. If you're young, if you're someone young listening to this, you have no, not boundaries, what's the word? 
no limitations in a sense. You're at home. You probably maybe just got a little bit of um, not rent to pay. God, I'm forgetting all my words. Not rent, but board. You might have a little bit of board to pay at your parents for your parents. You might have a, re- a bit of rent for your flat, but you don't have a mortgage. You don't have kids. You don't have a, a business. You don't have all this sort of stuff that's overheads stopping you from going to pursue your passion. If you're young, go and do whatever the hell you have a passion for. Give it a try. If it doesn't work out, it's fine. You can you can try something else. Maybe just keep the job going, pouring pints at a pub, doing a paper round, doing a bit of coaching at the weekend, whatever it is. Have a little bit of stable income coming in, but then go and try different things. Try whatever you're passionate about. Obviously, the older you get, the more overheads, the more things you have to worry about, kids, family, mortgages, all that stuff, the harder it is for you to pursue your passion. So it goes back to the point about having no regrets. Do things earlier on in life when it's a little bit easier. And then later on in life, you will not have any regrets. The longer you wait, the more regrets that are going to creep up on you. Um, so yeah, if you have a passion, just, just go for it. Make it work. If you need to do long days, if you have a passion for it, you will make it work, whatever it is. There's, there's no excuses when you have a passion for something. If you truly have a passion for something, you will not make excuses. I guarantee that. The only one thing, which again links to my last point, is passions can drive you crazy. They, they can be great, but they can send you insane. They can stop you from sleeping. You can, if you if you if you have ever been in this situation where you're constantly thinking about, wait, what can I do next? What can I do next? Like you might get a bit of a buzz off something, something in your business or in your life might go well. You're like, oh, right, I need to go and work hard and I'm going to do this. You can't be like that all the time. So point number 10 is you can't be 110 mile an hour all the time. You can't go full steam ahead 24-7. You've got to have time to, first of all, switch off, step back, reevaluate, recover, refuel, recharge. You've got to have that period's not just for your physical health, but also for your mental health. Time to switch off is massively important. Something that I need to still keep on working on. I'm trying my best to, but it's hard when you have that passion. When you have that passion, you want you want to do everything possible. And I keep thinking to myself, if I'm resting today, someone else out there is going to be working harder than me. Someone else out there is, is going to be putting these hours in when I'm resting, trying to switch off watching Netflix at night time. Yes, that is true, but... Not everybody is gifted with being able to only sleep two hours a night and and be able to perform and, and do whatever they need to. Most, I would say 99.9% of people can't do that. And the one or two that, that, that can and say they can, I don't believe that they can. You need to be able to switch off and recover and sleep. Sleep's a massive thing that you need to look into. Sleep, nutrition, recovery. If you're not getting seven, eight, nine hours of quality sleep, that isn't disrupted, that isn't disrupted by caffeine, by alcohol, by stress, then you're not recovering properly. There's a previous podcast on sleep. If you want to go back and listen to that, I would recommend that everybody focuses and really, really focuses on improving their sleep. It's something I get all my online clients and all my one-to-one clients to do is rate the sleep. If you can track your sleep quality, do it. But again, I'm not talking about sleep too much on this podcast because I've already covered it in the previous podcast. I'll go back to that. But you need to get your recovery in check if you want to be able to work hard and, and go full steam ahead at certain times because there is going to be times that you have to go all on, all or nothing and go 100% at something because you have to work hard to be successful. There's no shortcuts. It's not going to be easy. It's not going to just because you've got a passion for something and 
you, you really want to achieve something, it doesn't mean that that's going to automatically be there 24-7. Motivation goes up and down. There's going to be days you feel like crap. There's going to be days you're tired, slightly unwell, whatever it is. But they're the days that sometimes you either have to back it off, realise, you know what, I'm knackered here, I need to step back. Or you need to be able to keep on pushing through them and create success in your own way. Because if you, if, if you don't have that drive, if you don't keep on pushing through the times that are tough, then you're not going to get anywhere. You can't just perform on the days you want to perform and then not perform on the days you don't want to because it doesn't work like that. Successful people are the ones who keep on pushing every single day, no matter if they have any setbacks or any bad days. But like I said, you do need time to back off, refresh, relax, which is something I've missed a little bit this year in terms of not having a holiday and a little break because that's when I know I can completely switch off. Trying to switch off in the house is very hard because I've got my phone with me and if I get a message off my client, if I've get a notification of something, I need to reply it straight away. Or if I know there's a job that needs to be done, I need to do it. Whereas if I'm on holiday somewhere away, I am forced to switch off. So that's something that I realise I've missed this year. But that kind of summarises everything. That is my 10 things I've learned this year. Life doesn't always go to plan. Be prepared, but also sometimes you need to take a step back, reassess it, chill out. Don't get too disheartened if it doesn't go to plan. Second one, start stuff, start shit. Apologise for my swearing if nobody likes swearing, but just start doing stuff. Point number three, see the positives in every situation. Number four, look at your circle, look at your friends, who do you surround yourself with. Number five, try not to compare yourself to others. Again, it's very hard, but don't just focus on your own journey, your own path. Maybe take things from successful people you see, but don't judge yourself based upon what they're doing. Number six, step out of your comfort zone. Always try and do things that make you scared, make you anxious because they will push you on and you will get, get places, trust me. Number seven, learn from others. Again, like I said, successful people. Look at little things that they've done over the years. Pick little things that they do well. Put your own spin on it. Number eight, routine and discipline. Massively help your mental health. Get that in place and you'll be a, a stronger person, both mentally and then also productivity-wise will go up massively. Number nine, passion will drive will make you do crazy things. If you have a passion for something, go for it. Just just go 100% at it. But also, number 10, can't go 100%, uh, 100 mile an hour, 24-7. So that summarizes my year. Hopefully, this podcast audio does save. I'm really hoping it does. It's the second time recording this, and we're 40 minutes in this time, and my voice is going, as you can probably tell. But... I just want to say a massive thank you to everybody who has supported the podcast the last year. Um, obviously, I think I've only been going eight months or something like that, but um, it's a small podcast. Same with the YouTube, we're a small channel, but we do have a good little following. Anybody who leaves a review, leaves a comment, likes a podcast, likes a, a YouTube video, likes an Instagram photo, follows me, anything like that, I appreciate you all so much. Every little little thing that happens i appreciate a lot um if anybody else can share the podcast give us five star reviews leave us comments on anything it would mean the world i always say try and share the podcast with at least one friend after you listen to it just copy the link send it over to them whatsapp iMessage, facebook messenger whatever it is just send them over just to spread the word about the podcast because it's something that i've got a massive passion for and I want to try and help as many people as possible. And I also want people to hear other people's stories because we're going to try and get some more great guests on the podcast. And their stories have, well, massively helped me from hearing them, but I also want you to benefit from them as well. So last little thing 
obviously online coaching and personal training is what I do. So if anybody wants to find out more information about that, in terms of the online coaching, we can help you with setting out a good training uh, routine, um, setting out macronutrient-based nutrition. I'll give you some examples of what you can have based around the foods that you like. We also try and help um, implement good routines, good daily routines. I'll get you to set three or four goals, personal goals for yourself to stick to and keeps you accountable so you can progress, get the results you want, get the transformation you want, whether it's fat loss, build muscle, improve performance or just general health. We can cover you at all. We'll check in with you once a week. You'll get a personal video response back from me. I'll send you weekly accountability forms just to fill out to make sure that you're on track. In terms of one-to-one stuff, if you want one-to-one personal training in the new year and you're in the Gosforth, Newcastle area, drop me a message. I'm based at Nuffield Health in Gosforth. Great little gym, the sauna, spa, jacuzzi, all that sort of stuff there as well, which is quite decent. So drop me a message as well if you would like some one-to-one personal training. And they also do a little bit in Hayden Bridge as well out of the home gym. But if you're interested, again, drop me a message. All my contact information is below. Instagram's the best place to get at me, at Brendan Pearson Fitness. Email's below. Online coaching application form. LinkedIn, which I don't really use. The YouTube. Everything is down below in the show notes. And yeah, just want to finally say thank you again for all the support. It's been a good year. It's been a crazy year. Hopefully you've learned a lot yourself um, from everything that's happened. And hopefully these points that I've made have, excuse me, that's the third time, uh, have hit home with you and hopefully help you out in some shape or form. So that's all from me. It's been an absolute pleasure. This has been Process.